and welcome to the Enchantress Society with Tia Johnson, a place where you get to be you, where you get to unlock your magic in a sacred and judgment-free zone. The Enchantress Society is your witchy sisterhood of enchanting women who guides and supports you along your spiritual journey from the mundane to the magical. I invite you to sit for a spell as I interview guests and spill the spiritual tea on how we can create the magical life we deserve. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Enchanted Society with Tia. I really like, so part of me wants to say I'm so excited for this series, but let's be honest, I get excited for every series because the what I learned, the research that gets done, and and just in knowing how it will benefit whoever listens to these episodes any way, shape, or form always makes me so happy because I know that we are all experiencing things, even if they're similar or sometimes the exact the, the thing to say. Sometimes we have the same experiences, sometimes we have uh, similar experiences, and you know how do you process that? Where does that come from? Why? Why are you having that experience? Right? Like, who are these beings <laughs> trying to connect with you? And so here we are. And I was actually scrolling down uh, the episode to look at some of the other series. I know we had the Protecting Magic series. Um, did I say the days of the week? several other series that were done that uh, you guys liked. <laughs> but also, it was fun doing the research. I, I really like doing research. Yeah, I had the Unlock Your Magic um, series. We had the Full Moon, Lucky with Crystals, the Protection Magic. Yeah, so there's been a couple. There's been a couple of series working with other goddesses. So for, for this, series, we have the, the dark goddesses. I don't know what is with these combining words, almost divided dark and goddess. Okay, here we go. The dark goddess series. <laughs> I have to tell you, earlier this morning, even now, I, I still feel a little off. I don't know what it is. I don't know. There's a sort of flare, there's a little, you know, blurb somewhere in the universe, something I tend to find it out afterwards, like, oh, there was some celestial thing going on, and people who are sensitive probably felt something or couldn't go to sleep for a couple of days or something like that. And I recently discovered that. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Uh, it was something that happened, and it resulted in some people getting uh, higher blood pressure at that time, not sleeping, and, and I didn't. Like, I just could not go to sleep for a couple of days. I thought I was just excited. <laughs> for all the things I was creating. I mean, it's probably a combination. But anyway, this morning, I just felt off. I, I was trying to work. It just wasn't working. And this is the morning of the recording. And I don't know. It was just one of those things. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to take a break here. I'm going to stop. And that's what I, I did. I just did not work in the morning. And later on in the afternoon, it finally came to me, and, and I'm telling you this because we all go through these feelings, right? And we try to push through them to get shit done. And if that's not how it's supposed to go, and it's not me saying how it's supposed to go, it's our nature. We're supposed to process that feeling. I understand some people can't just you know, say, oh, I'm not going to do work today. You know, I'm taking off today. I get that. But there are pockets of time throughout the day that we can devote to getting in touch with our feelings, like when we're going to the bathroom, when we're taking a shower, while we're waiting in a doctor's office, while we are, uh, you know, we park our car, we don't walk in right away, maybe give yourself two or three minutes, you know, stuff like that. Those little pockets of time, that's when you can get connected with yourself. 
And so later on in the afternoon, uh, after I, I pulled some cards, it the, the message just came through. And it was, remember, when you get this feeling, that's when you first you break through something and you look back and you know that you didn't have to worry at all. Or not as much because let's face it, I'm going to worry a little bit. <laughs> and I totally forgot that I had this same feeling back in December where I just felt so fed up and like, what's the direction, you know, what's going on? You know, like I, I need to figure this out. And yes, I do yell at spirit. And I know this is not part of the episode, but it's coming through and I feel like we need to hear it. It's okay to yell at spirit because I'm someone who I will believe in something and I do believe in, in many things. <clears throat> Excuse me, but also I'd like a little bit more concrete evidence than numbers. <laughs> right? I'm feeling some type of way. And I might see one, 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 you know, 11, 11 or a feather. That's great confirmation. I love it. But I'm also an impatient person. I want quicker results. <laughs> and what I want results is not a feather, not numbers. And uh, it makes you think about communication styles. Okay. Like I have to understand that's how spirit communicates. If like I communicate in a certain way, it may bother some people, it may not. Some people don't like touching, and I'm not for them. That's okay. Right. They're going to get the same message from someone else who doesn't touch. And, you know, they're just a little different. So I get it. So if you're listening to this, this is kindly. The dark goddesses look at shadow where they don't shy away from them. This is why this message is so important, too, is I had to give space for myself and really look inward and pull some cards for some guidance because I was just a little bit stuck in my zone, like, you know, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and so what I'm saying is it's okay, it's okay when you want to have a little vent session, you know, vent session and you know get off your chest, you know, have that those couple of moments and then go do something else that has nothing to do with what you're thinking about, and then circle back and you'll see that you'll get that message. And it's true. Like I legit felt this way in December, and then of course you happen, and it's like you forget about. Sometimes all the work you've done and got you here, and that is that's holding you over. So if something isn't happening, you want it to happen, you feel like nothing's happening. <laughs> it's not true. So that's that's my sermon for today. <laughs> so now with the show, the dark goddesses. I decided to do this because I was just called to do this. Um, I wanted to do another goddess series for a very long time. I didn't know the angle at which I was going to uh, have these series. And then um, I, I just kept hearing dark goddesses, talk about the dark goddesses, the dark goddesses, dark goddesses, goddesses, dark goddesses. So here we are. And when I say dark goddesses, it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, white magic and black magic. That doesn't even exist. That's made up. There's no such thing as ooh, black magic, evil, ooh, white magic. That's made up. <laughs> okay. This has nothing to do with any skin complexions or anything like that. When I say dark goddess, dark goddesses, when you see that on blogs and other places, it's in reference to what they do, where they reside, their realm. Okay. So these goddesses, they work within the shadow, they work with the shadow, such as shadow work, such as things that we you know, put on the background, off to the side, things that we suppress within ourselves, it's in the dark. Also, things that we have yet to discover, right? It isn't all bad. Shadow work gets a bad rep because it's not pretty. You ugly cry, you're vulnerable, you feel exposed, you feel naked, but you uncover a lot and you heal a lot. For example, (laughs) think about this. People who've done shadow work, a system who do shadow work, you never hear them say, I did it and that sucked. It was terrible. It did not work, right? You will never hear someone say shadow work doesn't work. <laughs> it does. You will hear the process is whew, intense. Like I said, you know, you're uncovering a lot. You have nowhere to hide when you're doing shadow work. Okay, and these goddesses go towards that. They work in the underworld, right? Those are the goddesses that deal with 
not just things that are on the surface level, but yes, death, life, rebirth, and so forth. Crossroads. Right? These are the goddesses that are taking hard looks at things and guiding you. Right? They don't make the decision for you. You make the decision, they're the guide. You know, they lay out scenarios for you and you pick. All right. So death, transformation, protection, rebirth, prophecy, shadow work. That's what these goddesses work with. Okay, that's how they operate. You'll see we have several goddesses that I'm going to talk about, and I'll have to tell you every single one. So I just wanted to make that clear. So when you see dark goddesses, it has to do with dealing with more, um, quite frankly, the, the harsher stuff. Like I said, the shadow work. You know, you want to end generational cycles that aren't good. It stops with you. You're going to be at the forefront of stopping, you know, toxic people from being in your lives by looking within. And, you know, maybe you gave people too many chances. You know, maybe you, you've been too nice. You know, there's nice in the middle, right? We look at scales. You know, one side, not nice at all, horrible, nasty. On the other side, too nice. No boundaries. Everyone takes advantage of you. You're burnt. You don't understand why you're not going to appreciate it because you do everything and you show up. And the middle is just too nice. It's like that. Okay? They, got, they will guide you. And you pick. Right? So keep all that in mind. Even with the, and it's funny because I pulled an oracle card for you as well. And I'm going to talk about that because the word on the oracle card is one of the words I just described or just stated. And, you know, with, with the cycles of death, um, rebirth, birth, it's acknowledging endings and beginnings in literal terms and figurative terms. And, you know, so sometimes it's the figurative that's harder to let go because we look for the good in people sometimes, or we hold on to that one thing that happened 10 years ago that was great and the person's been shitting ever since. Or maybe they weren't really that good of a person to begin with. They just had a little moment where they've done something good, but it's not good enough, right? If, if you were dating someone and they, are a phenomenal cook, but they're verbally abusive, their ability to cook does not supersede their verbal abusiveness, right? Like, you know, no, I gotta go, right? And we're not gonna give them credit for being a good cook. It's like, well, at least he's a good cook. No, that dude is an asshole. He gets no credit. <laughs> or she was an asshole, she gets no credit, right? So it's, it's about understanding the ending right? It's about what's done is done. Now it's time to give birth to something else, give way to something else. And, you know, with the, with the transformation part, that's us accepting change, stepping into change. These goddesses deal with things that are not easy. I'm not saying that with you no know, other goddesses, they deal with things that are just super easy and like, no. Goddesses that deal with love and empathy and compassion, that's not easy. It is hard for people to love themselves. It's hard for people to be compassionate sometimes because some people, they never receive compassion. So I'm not saying that's easy. I'm not saying goddesses who work with abundance deals with easy stuff either because we got to get over mindset blockages about abundance. You have to talk about how you are deserving of abundance. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> right? So what I'm saying is with things like that, that's more easily received. That's all. As opposed to let's work with transformation and shadow work, right? Even then what I'm saying, I'm like, Oof, that's, that's, that's more dense. That's more heavy than let's deal with self-love. Like, yeah, how are we going to do that? All right, let's deal with uh, ending friendships and relationships. Oh man, wow, I don't know if I can do that. That's that's but you know, it's a, it's a different side. Some things are just more uh, receptive to people than others. I even dealt with this when I wrote my first book. I did not want to write about goddesses because I thought people were going to think that I was crazy. No one was going to buy it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to write about angels. Angels are more readily accepted. And this is before women would call themselves goddesses and queens and things like that, you know. 
So I was just like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to know. And I just heard the yelling of a life. You got it. Like, write about God. You have to write it. You have to write it. You have to write it. I even had a little vision and I posted on Instagram. It was years ago. It was back in 2014. And it was a, a symbol of a goddess. It's on my mug. And I almost didn't take the picture because I saw the little beam of light and I got whatever it is. And I saw it again, I'm like, what is that? And I took a picture and it looks like a woman. Well, you know what? I'm not even going to tell the whole script. I'm going to repost it. I got to find it. I'm going to repost it and I want you to tell me what, what you think. Okay? So uh, my Instagram, I guess my Instagram. My Instagram is cosmic <laughs> underscore witch underscore God. Let me know what you say. Okay? And the book ended up becoming a bestseller, sold internationally, was ridiculous, right? That's what I'm saying. These goddesses, they are here to help us with the more dense, more rough, more things that are not literally accepted, received. Um, it's not easy, right? But someone's got to do, do the job. You know, these are like the goddesses that run towards the fire, not away from it. Okay. So, so I talked about, oh, okay. Prophecy. Not everyone wants to know the future. Oh. <laughs> but some people who do come me, they want to know, will this relationship work out? Will I get this job? Um, uh, you know, moving to the city, et cetera, et cetera. And here's the thing. Some things are destined, no matter what. It's just written in the paper records. Like you're destined to do certain things. You can get a clue by looking up your life path number so you add up. Uh, it's your life path and there's another path. Both of mine are eight, so I don't remember which is which. But you add up all the letters of your name and each letter has a number. And you can Google this. Yeah. And then you add all that up and you get the number. And if you get a number, let it say 34, two, two digits, you add them, you get seven. However, if you get a number with the same number, you get 33, 11, 22, 44, you keep it that way, and you look up what that means. So that's, that's like a different power number. Same thing with your birthday. You add the month, the day, the year, you get your number that way, and then you'll have clues as to what you're destined to do and destined, who you're destined to be. All right. So, for example, my last life had number eight. So, financial business sector, abundance, wealth, all that. That's part of my destiny. And then there are certain life choices I make that can go this way or that way based on everything that's going, but I have free will. So, when the prophecy comes up, is based on several things. Something that you are destined to do, that's going to take your records and other things based on what's going on. That's the outcome, right? And the things that happen in between is either, it's not ever a direct route, right? It's a serpentine route, but sometimes we get really deep out and we got to circle back. So that, that's where it gets a little crazy. All right. Now, let's talk about the first goddess, Morgan. Now, there are several ways to pronounce her name. Don't get too caught up in that. Get on with the vibe that you connect with the most, right? Just like it's multiple ways to say Hecate, okay? What feels right to you because that's how you can connect with her. So we are starting off with Morgan also known as the Phantom Queen, uh, the fearsome Celtic deity and Irish goddess of death and battle. Okay, so why should we work with her and how to work with her? And let's get into this. So work, work, why work with Morgan? Well, she's also one of the goddesses that's, that's about sovereignty, right? Being your own Queen, only having your own queendom, really declaring who you are, 
what you're capable of, your, your sovereignty, being that, that free, uninhibited person who knows who she is or is working towards that, okay? And it's crazy because she actually appeared in my dream as well, her and Hecate. So working with her helps us to deal with the things that we don't necessarily want to engage in, but we have to. For example, sometimes we have to be in a battle with something, right? We don't want to do it, but sometimes we have to take a stand. We have to speak up for ourselves. And I'm not saying battle as if, you know, you are going to war with an entire nation. What I'm saying is we all have our own private battles, okay? Whether you're battling your weight, whether you're battling self-acceptance, whether you are battling people who are constantly criticizing you, saying that you're not going to amount to anything, whether you're battling leaving a relationship, whatever it is, we're going through our own quote-unquote war, our own battle. There's something that is causing us to feel a type of way. And we want to burst out and do something. Like there's something in us that needs that transformation to happen. Sometimes we need that push, right? We just need someone to go like, do it, go. You've got all the skills. You may not feel like you have all the skills. You may not feel like you're equipped, but I'm telling you, if you take this one step, I'm gonna help you take the next step. And if you take that next step, I'm going to be right there for you, guiding you. But if you don't take any steps, I guarantee you, nothing's going to change. And you will be less and less happy as time goes on. And we know that when things like that happen, physical manifestations show up, right? Such as a sprained ankle, such as we'll get like a common cold, you know, forced, forced down time to make us think about things. Or people are going to show us even more of their true colors. Opportunities will present themselves for people to show who they truly are, right? So this is why it's so good to work with Morgan. She, she's like that big sister who's been there, done that, and can give you some, some game, right? To cut that on your line first, okay? Now, she also has, has shaped shifting abilities, and she's also represented as a prone goddess. So the mating mother prone, she's the older, wiser one, which makes sense because, like I said, been there, done that, boom. All right, she's also associated with passionate love, sex, seduction, and darker nature, um, such as infidelity, but usually has a negative outcome. She's often represented as part of triple moon goddess and associated with the pro. Call upon her for prophecy when you want to call on energy to shape, shift, or transform. Our candle colors are scarlet and black. And I will give you the links to my sources as always. So this is a combination of research and what I have experienced. Okay, so um, shape shifting, always be adaptable. That's something my papa told me as a kid, always be adaptable. So when you are shape shifting, you're transforming, right? Think about it. Maybe you dye your hair, get a wig hair color. Maybe you gain some weight or lose some weight. You know, maybe you gain weight and get toner, or maybe you slim down, lose some weight. Um, maybe you'll get a tattoo. You are shape shifting. You're transforming into something else, into you know, you 2.0 or 3.0 or 4.0, wherever you're at. Especially if you're in the Enchantress Coven, you you're the new witch, the brightest witch, the witch queen or the witch goddess, right? So you are embodying each witch, okay? So here is with the shape-shifting. What do you want to shape-shift into? Who do you want to truly be? How do you want to truly show up in the world? Right now, I'm realizing that my clothes are not reflecting that cosmic witch goddess energy that I wanted to reflect. Because for far too long, I've been compromising myself by wearing a few blouse and, you know, don't be but I want to wear flowy dresses, okay? You know, I don't like to wear a lot of clothes as it is. So a nice dress and stink so the thighs don't rub <laughs> together. And I'm out the door as opposed to pants and a 
comp and maybe you know some other comp or it's it's just can I just get a bunch of celestial looking dresses and call it a day and <laughs> some chunky necklaces call it a day thank you that's what I'm saying so I'm transforming to embody more of what I'm already feeling saying and doing right I'm going to complete the look so as you're transforming, you're shape-shifting, you're shape-shifting into something else. What is it? This is a time to be 100% honest with yourself. What do you truly want to do, look like, and be like? What is your truth? And Morgan will help you with that. I understand some of my, my spiritual friends are in <clears throat> excuse me, the spiritual closet for safety reasons or personal reasons. A lot of people who deal with me, it is personal to them, and I totally get it. One of my life purposes is the keeper of secrets. So it's natural that people who want to be private about their spirituality come to me. Totally get it. What I'm saying is, for you, those who can't be 100% out the closet, you can do little things, right? Your tie can be a celestial dark blue color with a gold trim on it, maybe. Or maybe your cufflink can be sapphire. Maybe your your shoes are dark blue and the belt and the belt's dark blue. Um, maybe you wear more dark blue dresses, or you know, like just something that's known to you as personal to you. Or maybe you get a small tattoo, right? That reminds you, oh yeah, you know what? I'm a celestial being, you know, or I'm a hedge witch, or you know, I work with Fay, I work with the elves, I work with God, you know, something to help you remember who you are. And how you want to show up in the world. Okay, so there's little things you can speak adding, like a little, maybe a sun and a moon earring, something like that. Okay, little things that can help you until you're comfortable enough to be more expressive. All right. Uh, and you will also see with all these goddesses, they're going to deal with taboo things, like sex is taboo for a lot of cultures, right? And then love. Not necessarily that it's a taboo, but love is used as a weapon, and that can become taboo. So they're looking at relationships regarding love. Is it actually love, or, or are you and any someone? You know, is it an interdependent relationship or a codependent relationship? Right? So that's what these statuses do. She will help you. You're in a relationship and you're not feeling it. You don't feel 100% appreciated. It's just something that's like, eh. ask Morgan to give you guidance. And then turn on TV or scroll through Instagram. You'll get a message on the paper form. You might even get it in your dreams. All right. Let's talk about her association. And then I'm going to get to the Oracle card. And we're going to talk about how we can work with her because it's pretty much the same as I discussed in a previous episode, How to Work with Goddesses. And that is episode 316, How to Work with Goddesses and Other Divine Beings. So it's not going to be too far off from that. Um, so here we go, associating. So how do you know if Morgan is reaching out to you, right? She sees that you're doing the work or she just sees something about you. And now she's like, all right, let's work together. Well, you might see spears, swords, sorcery, shields, shape shifting. So as I'm going through this list, just keep in mind, you may be watching a movie and see a bunch of spears and crows, and then people wearing a lot of purple. It's like, oh, snap, that's Morgan, right? So again, this isn't about going down and searching, like, oh, 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 no. Live your life, and it's going to click. You might see a crow and not do anything of it. Then you'll see four people wearing purple. And it's okay. Then you go watch a movie with your nieces and nephews, and it's like animorphs, whatever that show was back in the day, the kid that turned into animals. It's like, oh my God, those, those are three messages right there. So keep that in mind. Other things death, rebirth, the cycle of life, fate, battle, skull, blood, prophecy, sovereignty, land, animals. Scavenger birds such as crows, ravens, vultures, eels, wolves, cows, and horses. Colors red and black, white, 
purple and dark blue, stones, obsidian, rubies, jet, amethyst, garnet, bloodstone, clear quartz. Symbols, three interlinking lines or inverted triangles. Herbs and plants, black thorn, belladonna, Jupiter berry, sorry, sorry, not Jupiter, juniper, not Jupiter, juniper, berry, nightshade, dragon blood, mugwort, and yeast. Now I know belladonna is toxic, <laughs> so I don't know about the other ones. You know, I'm always telling you, do your independent research, okay? Uh, moon phases, the new moon, also on the dark moon, and the wine moon. Waning, that's a whining. Wow. Waning. Um, and you can also connect with her at fords, rivers, and lakes. Her season is autumn, specifically salmon, no surprise there. Foods, milk, whiskey, apples, water, any red color foods, elements, fire, and water. Her festival is January the 7th, a piece of Morgan. And um, there's a song here, Celtic Nursery Rhymes and Folk Songs, referring to three black birds or ravens. Or ravens. So those are some of her associations. So if you see any of those, keep in mind she's connecting with you. You know, she's calling you, she's like texting you, like, hey, let's work together. And then you answer the call. So how do you answer the call? Whatever you look to, how we can work with her. Now, you can do what I did, which was uh, when you get a dream, you just start typing in stuff in Google and you start putting the pieces together and you go, oh, snap, and that's who that is. Now, in doing so, you can do several things. And keep in mind, you can tweet this. These are bonuses. At the end of the day, you are the magic. So you can sit alone in your room say her name over and over again and relax your eyes, take deep breaths, you know, just watch your breathing, relax, and just wait for thoughts and feelings and visions to come through. That's the simplest, most easy way. However, some people have a hard time staying still, concentrating. So this is where, uh, what I like to call the bonuses come in. The candles, the crystals, uh, the audio, uh, you know, uh, guided meditations, that's where those come in, okay? Especially if you're a big old person like, like me. So you can get a candle as one of her colors, you know, red or black, dark blue, purple. Okay, you get a couple of them, meditate them around, or you get one candle, light it, look it, look into the flame and say, more than more than more than you know, great goddess of naming. Life, death, or see, um, rebirth, death, transformation. Phantom Queen Morgan, uh, Morgan of you know great shape shifting ability, beautiful Morgan of passionate love, sex and seduction, you know. So you can greet her any way you see fit and welcome her into your face. I welcome you into my face. Please shower me with your guidance. Please guide me as I embark on this journey of shadow, or as I embark on this journey of. Uh, getting myself to the next level of me as I shed and, you know, let die old obsolete thought processes, belief systems, friendships, situations, careers, all that. Guide me as I drop all that. Clear, cancel, and delete it. Done. Okay? And then dance if you want to. You can pretend that, that you're listening to music and just move around. You can create a playlist. I have a witchy playlist. You can do that. There are so many things you can do. And actually, I'm going to be voting. Um, oh, you know what? Yeah. You know, I just thought about the card. You know what? Let's get to the card because I want to post it. All right. So that's that. Those are some of the ways you love her. Saying, saying her name several times, talking into your face. Looking into a candle brings her into your space. You can go out and walk around in nature. You know, call her into your space. You can go out when it's uh, the dark moon and connect with her, say her name, taking that nice night air. Okay, you can get books and read more about her. You can read articles about her, talk about her. Okay, learn more of her symbols. Okay, just really get involved with that. 
So I'm gonna wanna read the Oracle card and we're gonna talk about uh, my dream because it leads to Hecate and Hecate is the next goddess on the list. So the card that I pulled here is protection. And that was one of the words that we said, uh, that I said earlier that, uh, you know, these goddesses work with death, transformation, protection, rebirth, prophecy, and shadow work. And so I shuffled these cards ahead of time. These are the, these are the, hold on, spellcasting oracle cards. Okay, so pretty. So with this protection card, there's a woman and she is holding the world uh, in front of her stomach. So it's like the world is her stomach. And she has one hand on top of it, one hand underneath as if she's pregnant. And there's, I guess, some sacred geometry behind her. Some beads, it looks like. She has a, an earthly crown. So, like a bunch of flowers, you know, headbands. There's a butterfly there and, and some white like flowers. I don't think it's baby breath. It's maybe a baby breath. Anyway, white flowers. And she has this white aura around her. And in the middle of her chest, it's like a yellowish white, bright light. Okay. So with this protection card, first, so I asked Goddess Morgan, what's, what's, what's the one message people need to know when they listen to this episode is protection? And I see why. When, when we embark on doing shadow work, and sometimes shadow work shows up uninvited. You see my reel on Instagram, you know what I'm talking about. Shadow work shows up uninvited sometimes. A trigger happens, oh snap, you know, your thumbs type away, you're processing it. And the actual proper way to process a trigger is to get down to the nitty gritty. Like what's the source of it so we can address it, not so that we can you know, not get triggered anymore, but address it so we can be more in control of our emotions, understand how that makes us feel. You know, the whole process of going through that. Like it's just such a relief when whenever I do shadow work, it's uncomfortable, but it's such a relief. So <clears throat> what Morgan wants us to know is that you are safe and protected as you do this work. Yes, it's scary because it's like going to our own personal underworld, right? It's dark. There's there's there are torches in the hallways to guide us, but there's still pockets of darkness, like there's pockets of light. And we're we're looking into ourselves. So there, there are parts of ourselves that we just don't know about. Or we just haven't seen in a while. Like, like when's the last time you were creative? Like truly, truly creative. You just let your creative process flow. You didn't judge it. You know, you just, you know, you pick several colors and see how it made you feel. And you pick that one, like yeah, that one. You didn't pick the color because you know it was some neutral tone that's just acceptable. You pick the color that you love because it's what you wanted. You see what I'm saying? Like, when's the last time you were so creative that you were just so happy with the too many times as a Delta, and, and it happens, I don't know, from either middle, from, from grade school to high school or from high school, from, from high school to either college or, you know, workforce, whatever, you know, we choose to go to military. Something happens where our creativity volume for a lot of people just gets turned down and down and down and down and down. And that's just creativity. I'm not even talking about other things in our lives that we turn the volume down just so we can, you know, assimilate. <laughs> okay. You should have saw my facial expression when I said assimilate. So fun. One day I will have these podcast episodes with this video involved. Because I have a lot of facial expressions. You'll be cracking up. Um, so it's it looks scary. Like I said, especially with shadow work. You feel vulnerable because you are. You feel naked because you are, and it's not figuratively. You know, you're not. You can't hide from anything. So, and again, because th that transformation—it's a lot of unknown. Darkness is mystery. It's unknown. Think about it. Whenever we watch um, like a mystery show or something like that, there's usually you know like a mist or a fog somewhere. You know, it's like ooh, unsolved mystery. You know, something like that. <laughs> I'm glad it used to be a show back in the day called Unsolved Mysteries. I mean, guy wear a print coat. But anyway, it's like that. You know, there, there's eventually some kind of air of mystery. And mystery is always like dark and a little bit seductive. And that's what these goddesses are. In their own way, each of them are seductive. You know, they are tapping into the very things that 
that come across as like, oh no, oh my gosh, wow, she's really out there. It's like, yes, but it's that air of mystery and seduction that happens and self-discovery that happens, but you're protected in this process. So what does that mean that I'm protected, we're protected? It means that it is safe for you to do this research. It is safe for you to do the work. Now, this means that you may have to do the work in your room because you can't do it in your room because you have room. That's what I'm saying. So it doesn't mean to go out there willy-nilly and be like, hey, I am working with Goddess Morgan. You know, all of you, you know, like, you muggles are corny. You know, like, you muggles it. No, no, it's, it's more along the lines of it's safe for you to do the work because you're only going inward. It's safe for you to do the work. It's safe for you to research the work, and it's safe for you to transform. It's safe for you to shapeshift. It's safe, it's safe for you to do all this. And even with shapeshifting, you, you can be in your dreams and be a bird, you know, and travel somewhere astral, you know, in the astral realm. You know, there are a lot of things you can do with shapeshifting, but what I'm saying is, it's safe for you to do all these things. A lot of people get really nervous because they think, oh, what if I connect with something evil? None of these goddesses are going to direct you to do something harmful. It may feel scary because you're going to tell some people, no, you're not going to be present all the time for people. You're just you want to reclaim your energy. You want to take your energy back. So it's going to feel like you're, you're being mean and you know harmful, but you're not. If someone can't respect your boundaries, then they never respected you, right? They have this image of you in their mind, and they feel like that person, that image of you that they have in mind, is readily available for them no matter what. That you can be their emotional punching bag. That you can, uh, you know, that that you're just basically supposed to be there, and you're like the secondary, okay? So that's what I'm saying here. It might feel awkward. You might feel guilty initially because sometimes these are people who you, you care about in a way, right? Sometimes. But it's okay. You are protected. It is safe for you to do this work. That's what this card means. There is, um, looking at the chest of this card, there, there's a light within you that says, it's, it's shining, but it can be brighter. Like, we need to turn the volume all the way up. Because here's the thing. People are going to say things anyway. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. If you don't do anything, or if you kind of sort of do anything, then you're bummed. You kind of did it. You never could piece anything, blah, blah, blah. If you do something very well, it's don't forget to be humble. Why? Sure, of course, be humble, but sometimes you got to toot your own, own horn. You got to stand that for them and be like, sweet thought, I would like to thank you for being me, for believing in me. You know, like it, it's, it's to the point now where some people don't even, they don't want to say their accomplishments because it's going to make other people feel some type of way. Listen, that has nothing to do with you. They want to be mediocre, let them be mediocre. Or if they're happy where they're at, that's on them. They have no right. To make you feel a, any kind of way other than to, to make you feel happier. They have no right to make you feel guilty, ashamed, embarrassed, dumb, ugly, not uh, not ready, in any way that's negative, any, any, anything. They have no right to try to even make you feel that way. And if they do because they see you doing this work, then you know what you have to do. Set up even stronger boundaries. Do not answer their call every single time when they call. Do not respond to them right away when, when they text you. Okay, when they ask you something, I'm not available. Okay, even if you are, they cannot get the same you. Doing shadow work, this transformation and things like that, especially when you get your vision about your destiny, you, you can't have them whispering negativity, you know, trying to plant these negative seeds in your garden, okay? So Morgan is here to tell you that you're well protected. All right, so I'm going to wrap this up with giving you a little bit of history about Morgan because I keep hearing, tell them the history. I am big on history, but I knew that I had to talk about, um, you know, just the order which I talk about things. You know, I, I know the beginning was a little long, but that message just came to tell you guys about my morning 
and basically how I overcame it. Um, so before I get to our history, I want to tell you the lineup. Uh, <laughs> I meant to tell you this in the beginning, but I just just went right into it because that's what I was getting. So next is Hecate, followed by Lilith, Freya, and Inanna. This is part one. Okay, so I don't know when I'm going to do part two, but there are more goddesses to cover. All right. So let's let's go a little bit about her history. I have website here, goddessschool.com. And like I said, I will post uh, information here. I mean, information in the link of this episode. So, and it's like a really nice, powerful picture of her here. All right. <clears throat> So it states, as, as I stated earlier, she's one of, one of the great goddesses of Ireland. She's a multifaceted goddess. She is one as Morgan and many, uh, as Trinity as the Morgan or the Mori Jew. I guess that's how to pronounce it. She is a shapeshifter known for being a goddess of war and battle. Um, the cycle of life and death, and also social wisdom and prophecy, magic of the man and other. Aspects. All right, and let's see here. It stays here. The Celts idolized warfare and women were warriors up until 697 CE. Common error, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Often fighting in battle and helping help. Fighting in battle or helping the women, protecting their families and their women, as dominant or was a dominant aspect of Celts' pride and was reflected in the morning. Uh, let me see. Her origins trace, can be traced back to the Copper Age megalithic cult of the mother, the matroness, um, whom appeared in, as a triple goddess from marriage texts written by Irish monks sometime between the 8th and 12th centuries after Christianity replaced paganism as a dominant religion in Ireland. All right, so Morgan's connection to battle and why Morgan was important to the Celts and their culture becomes evident in these texts, although that is not all she represents. Morgan's name in history has varying spellings. I didn't know that. Okay, now she's known as the great, the great queen, name or phantom queen. The word R I G A N, which was part of her many spellings of her name, translates to queen. And the more, okay, the R-I-G-A-N, which is in her name, because her name is spelled M-O-R-R-I-G-A-N. That means queen, and the more translates to great. I love that. All right, I'm just going down here. So she's depicted with her sisters many a times. And it states here there are some stories that are contradictory or changed depending on the source. That's understandable. Um, however, she is first seen in battle with Morphora. I hope I pronounced that right. The race between gods called the Tifa di Danon. That has to do with the fate of little people, I remember, who invaded Ireland. And their followers and the indigenous for Bolog. I know I'm unfortunately these names again. Before the battle erupts, the Morgan cries out doom and uses sorcery against the people of the Danone. Maybe I'm thinking about the other one, because I read somewhere that anyone doesn't know. To rain down fire and blood so that they could not move for three days and three nights. All right, and it appeared, and then it goes on to say how she appeared as a young woman. Uh, and offer uh, a guy her love and aid in battle. He rejects her offer and responds. She intervenes in a combat person from up a hill who trips something as a wolf who stampedes cattle across the ford and finally as a white red ear heifer hyper leading the stampede just as she born in her previous encounter. All right, so she's offering her love or, you know. <laughs> All right, and let's see here. 
says on Samhain, Morgan has an encounter with the Daiga, the king of the Tika the Phenom, before the battle against the Fomorians. When, when he meets her, she is washing battle clothes while standing with one foot on either side of the river and a mate. Then she promises to summon the magicians of iron to cast spells on behalf of the Tifa the Banan to destroy the end that the Formonian king. So she is like, if you are my ally, I got your back, and you are guaranteed to win. So yeah, she's associated with battle, bloodshed, and destruction. Um, she was a powerful symbol of life and birth that compelled the lead she could revive her dead soldiers to fight once more. She was clearly a goddess who embodied a strong woman and helped love of warriors who used spells and incantations, which is magic and sorcery, as her main weapon. Yet she is also said to have fought alongside battle. In earlier Celtic Kel accounts, she her head was that of a crow, raven, or vulture. Although she has transformed into a white cow with red ears and ill, an old hag, and a young woman, she is also known as the Kalia, crone who granted sovereignty or took it away from humans. Yes, I, I have read in, in several texts that in order for a man to become king, he has to marry a queen. And yeah, so I mean, yeah, so yeah, she was worshipped um, as someone who could, you know, bless them on the battlefield. She's associated with Samhain, um, and most of her worship tends to happen, you know, on the battlefield before, during, after war. And then there's some sort of other historical sites that you can visit in Northern Ireland. Um, they have here, among other places. So yeah, it's, it's, that was a little little history about her. I apologize. I know I butchered the hell out of those words. Um, <laughs> it's like I do practice, but you know it's not my first language, and you know I try sometimes. Not sometimes I try, and it just sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but the link is in the description, so definitely you can read this whole article, which is beautiful. So yes, that's the Morgan. Um, again, it, it sounds a little scary. And the okay, so life itself is a little scary, right? We don't have any guarantees about what's going to happen, right? We have plans established, and you know we want them to pan out. There is no reason why it should not pan out a certain way. And sometimes a wrench gets thrown in the mix, or sometimes it pains out a certain way, but then it just soars like, whoa, okay, I couldn't imagine that in a million years. Like, this did really well. So, when it comes to this, to owning your magic, understanding the depths of yourself, and working with these goddesses, feel that and keep going. Don't stop. You know, like, why would you stop in the darkness? Like, yes, we. we become friends with that darkness, but it's just like, there's also light. <laughs> you know, you have to stay in the darkness forever, you know? But it is a time of self-reflection, is a time to go inward, it's a time to realize what truly works for us, what does not work for us. What do we want from life? True, right? So Morgan is here to help us go through that process, which is so great that she came up first. And so in my dream, I was at my old house and I was going to go up the stairs, but so at the old house, the living room was huge. And we had like these brick walls up and, and on the side was the stairs. I don't know how else to describe it. But anyway, so you look up and I see these creepy hands coming down. It's like, what are these hands? And someone's like fighting this creature, right? And so I come to find out it's, it's a dark day. And again, dark just means just, just that. Not anything negative like that. And the, the creature smiled and I realized the face, so I get like this iron, like I imagine iron, right? Because that's, they don't like it. So it's a smile, you know, why, why is this, this you know, dark face smiling and you know, it's iron? 
And then like I, I, I defeated. And then I see this magazine that has this woman with this beautiful blue dress. I guess this she's on the cover is beautiful and it has sovereignty going across. And but then she transforms and like I'm the woman and I wake up, like I remember thinking Hecate, but I'm like, okay, I never saw sovereignty and Hecate in the same spot. So I do research, do research, and I and soon I just felt like sovereignty got it. Morgan pops up. I'm like, oh snap, one of her colors is dark blue. And working with Hecate, you end up working sometimes with dark fed. You know, they're part of that world. And so uh, I also saw that, you know, Hecate and Morgan are one and the same in many ways. So, and you'll see that with other goddesses too. You'll see, oh, this goddess is, or this goddess is also this goddess, but, and, and again, it gets crazy. But, so that's what I'm saying. It's a lot of work that gets done in the background, and that's what we're doing. And when we're ready, they appear. Or sometimes we just work it so hard, we seek them out, right, and connect with them that way. So in this case, Morian revealed herself to me, and I wasn't, like, <laughs> she wasn't on my radar. Like, I just wasn't thinking, like, I knew of her, but I just, you know, I was working with other goddesses, and now here we are, and that's how that works. I didn't start working with Hagate, now I do. Okay, so you're, you're going to experience these changes, and they're all good. Okay, so do not be afraid of yourself. That's really what this is. You are diving into the depths of yourself. There's no reason to be afraid of that. It's a lot to celebrate because on the other side of that, whoo, mm, mm, mm. man, I'm telling you, unstoppable. Like, even now, I feel so much more whole and so much better and so much more at peace every time i do more and more shadow work and realize you know what that that ends here and when i tell you i've been doing this but now i do it even more i have dance parties by myself 1 a.m in the morning okay i am happy I eat dinner i go to restaurants we eat dinner by myself i go to eat well when we could the movie by myself that's what I'm saying. It, it will be to the point where when you are with your thoughts, you're not going to think, oh, man, you know, I'm by myself. You're not lonely. You have these goddesses who are waiting for you. I'm here. I'm your co-pilot. I'm here for you. Okay, but we got to feel those feelings and we got to look within ourselves and we got to stop what's not for our highest good. And that's what's not pretty. And the not pretty becomes this horrible, ugly, nasty thing. That's not true. It's not pretty, but it's for your benefit, right? It's not pretty to get a doctor's, you know, a checkup at the doctor's office. It's not pretty. The stethoscope is cold on your chest. You know, you gotta take your bra off. You're sitting there and it's like, all right. <laughs> It's not pretty, but it needs to be done and you're better off for it because maybe you got to go get a urine and blood sample and, and something gets discovered and then you can take preventive measures before it gets worse, right? So we got to start thinking about how this applies across the board. You know, oh, I'm a little bit afraid about that. Okay, well, I was afraid when I did this. I did it and I succeeded. Yeah, it wasn't pretty when I, you know, had to go get a pap smear from you know, my doctor, but at least I know I'm healthy, I'm clear, or something not right. I'm glad I got that addressed. Oh my gosh, that could have been so much more worse. Not pretty, but glad I did it either way, right? That's what I have for you, Enchantress. More to come. I don't even know how long this episode is at this point. Uh, pretty long, but it's a lot of juicy information. And uh, you know what? I'm sending you many blessings, lots of love. We know I'm rooting for you. Remember to be kind to yourself. Okay. And I will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in, Magical One. Let's keep in touch. Join the VIP email list by going to tmariejohnson.com. And as 
always, I'm sending you lots of love, many blessings. I'm rooting for you. And remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time.